Georgie. Welcome to another episode of Drinking and Screaming. <laughs> A new podcast we're doing about horror movies and cocktails. I'm Pennywise, the dancing clown. And I'm Char. And today we're talking about the highly anticipated sequel of Stephen King's clownish horror. It Chapter 2. But first, we have an inspired cocktail creation that we made to match the mood and themes of the movie. So we made a drink to truly capture Pennywise's visual brand and identity. I am spooked more than the movie ever spooked me! (laughs) (laughs) Do you want me to do the the content warning in his voice, or do you want to take that more seriously? I'm going to do that, yeah. This episode will discuss themes of homophobia, racism, sexual violence, sexism, and a whole bunch of other kinds of abuse. Take care of yourself. It's okay to skip this one if you need to. Yeah, it's gonna be a rough. It's gonna be a rough one. Before we even get into anything, I find it interesting that most of my friends are very divided on this film. I mean, there's a clear division, I would say, <laughs> just in general. But we'll uh, we'll figure that out. We'll later. get there Down when the we line. get there. So I made the cocktail for this special clown-related one. Heck yeah! So this cocktail is called the Deadlights, which for those of you who don't know, because you skipped this movie, is its true form, his galactic universe form, where he's three shiny lights that cause you to see horror and stuff. <laughs> Although it's debatable. He could also be a spider. I think in the book, he's a female spider. Oh, it's I like did his, not know that. It's, it's true form, I guess. Okay. Uh, gotta use the proper pronoun, it. Yes, yes. So this cocktail is actually basically almost another mar- martini. Yeah, yeah. And it's mostly just liquor. And I used all three of the liquors that Sons of Vancouver gave us. So fans of the podcast will know which liquors those are. But it's like a, a spicy vodka drink. I love the spice. And you also put orange juice in it, which worked really well. Thanks. When you like drizzled the creme de cassis on the sides, it made me think of Pennywise's face. His even. like eyes. And like the like from his mouth all the way to his eyes, the makeup that he uses. Especially in this movie when he like cuts the lines into his eyes with his oh, fingers. Oh, that was that was a good moment. That was pretty cool. That was like one of the only good moments. Oops, so, I've shown my cards. <laughs> <laughs> so my like inspiration for this is I originally tried to do like buttered popcorn. So I went through a few things. I did like butter, butter ripple uh, schnapps with amaretto to do like the almond honey kind of thing. Yep. Which wasn't good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then I was like... I do like the idea of a carnival though, like yeah. a carnival drink. I think if we had like cotton candy infusion, I would try to do something like with that. But mm. we don't have, we don't vape in this house, so we don't have any vaping cotton candy flavor. Good, because vaping makes your lungs clap. Anyways... <laughs> I didn't ne- I didn't have the necessary components to make a like carnival flavor. So instead what I did is I took I like started just combining stuff and the three things that we got from Sons of Vancouver kind of made this like orange brown sort of like scary color look to it. And I think the idea that it's like a a drink with the spice like surprise in it. Yes. The fear of it and then the creme de cassis which is like the the red blood and stuff. It's basically just like you look into this and you just see your true horrors. Yeah. Plus the three pillars of Sons of Vancouver Distillery 
make the three deadlights. Yeah. Fear. Fear. Exclusion. <laughs> Fear. No. no, they're good people. I'm not going to wrap them into the themes of this movie. <laughs> Um, but this is good. I think this might be one of uh, my favorite ones you've made. Oh, really? Yeah, I love it. I love the the spice. I'm a really the, their chili vodka is like a staple that I will use forever now. Yeah, re- you're real on that one. I love it. I love spicy things. I like their vodka. I'm, I wouldn't say that the chili v- vodka would be my like go to like have it in stock the whole. Like all the time, yeah, like a staple. Yeah, I wouldn't like sit down and watch a movie and just make myself a, a highball with their chili vodka. I wonder a highball with this. What would I use? <laughs> just chili vodka and gin. That's not a highball. Not, uh, soda. <laughs> oh, vodka soda. Yeah, yeah. Put some soda in it. But yeah, I like this one. I wasted my oranges from my old fashions on it. <laughs> You did not waste it I've because that brings it together. It brings the whole drink together. That's true. The freshly squeezed orange juice. <laughs> the pulp in our martinis. And the little bit of Come to Cassis works really well too because that gives you the fruitiness. That's true. So it's not overwhelmingly, it's not overwhelmingly sweet. It's not overwhelmingly spicy. Yeah, I think the balance. It's good. I the, wanted to think of like another thing to say, but it is blank, but I can't, it's indescribable. It is less spicy than the Chucky one that you made. Yes. Which is... I think good. I think it works best when it's subtle and just kind of makes your mouth feel it. Oh, man, my Chucky drink was great. Oh, so, <laughs> so spicy. I don't think I liked that one as far as I recall. I did. Anyways. You liked it. You liked it. I don't, I don't remember. It's it was been, the paradise. years ago. There were fruity drinks in it. It was fruity. Years ago. We're entirely different people now. <laughs> Anyways, that's that's the drink for this episode. Let's get into the shit. Yeah, we watched It Chapter 2, which came out in, on September 6, 2019. It's directed by Andy Machete and written by Gary Doberman. And it's based, obviously, on the novel by Stephen King. I blended two of the IMDb synopses together because they had one single sentence one, which again is like, children band together. <laughs> Adults band together to survive the onslaught from killer. Yeah. But the other one was too descriptive, so I blended the two. 27 years after their first encounter with the terrifying Pennywise, the Losers Club have grown up and moved away until a devastating phone call brings them back. Damaged by scars from the past, the United Losers must conquer their deepest fears to destroy the shape-shifting Pennywise, now more powerful than ever. You want to know how I got these scars from the past? Clawed my own eyeballs. Give me that trailer. Do you think Heath Ledger could have played Pennywise if he was still alive? Yes. Oh, it's this one. Do you know what they say about Derry? Hmm. No one who dies here ever really dies. My father joined the circus. I was always daddy's little girl. What about you? Are you still his little girl, Beverly? Are you? Hello. Man, that trailer was so much better than the movie. It's so good. To me, it shows that the movie is not... Edited? It could have been a great movie. Like, it just was too... They, they should have cut a lot of things from it. They should have taken the guy who made the trailer... And had him make the movie. Yeah. Give him an afternoon to work on the movie. 
I think we watched that trailer during like Annabelle or something like that. Yeah. It caught us off guard because we didn't realize that Chip, Chip after two, it chapter two was coming out so soon. Yes. And so we were like sitting there like, oh yeah, fucking excited for my toy to demonize these children. And then Pennywise pops on the screen and we're like, oh. And that grandma scene is incredible. It's so good. And even after that scene, when she's walking down the hallway and then the door opens and like Skarsgård is there in human form, like Mm -hmm. painting his face while talking to her. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. That entire like 15 minutes could have been a short. Yeah. Because it was very clear what she was doing. Like even if you just jump in at that moment of like going to visit your old home and you find a, a childhood memory in your bedroom. And this old lady lives in your apartment now. And she's so sweet. But is she? And then it ends with her leaving the apartment. She turns turns around and the apartment is like decimated. Like she, yeah. she didn't even know. She walked into like an abandoned apartment building, talked to a ghost and then left. It's so good. And that's a good short. We've done it. That's been an It Chapter 2. Thanks for joining us. Remember to scream responsibly. <laughs> I know we're, we're not even into our, our points, but there's a moment in that scene where she says, My I think father? it's the, no. My father. She's was like, in you know what circuit. they say about dairy, and then there's like this really long pause. Yeah. And I found everything about the scene is so creepy, and that part for me was also incredibly creepy. But in the audience that we saw it in, we saw it the opening night. There was a lot of laughter that came from that moment. Yeah, I wonder if it was like awkward laughter or something. Some the, someone behind us lost their shit when she like in the background started like clown yeah. walking, which was so scary to me. I was surprised because I thought that that trailer had been around so much that everyone would have seen it. Yeah. I would say that the worst part of that scene, though, is when it's revealed what she's turned into. Mm. I think it would have been creepier if it was just a naked old lady running at her. That's true. Because she turns into like a six boobed. She turns into a dark stories to tell him the scary. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean. She turns into a giant Wendigo. Um, Give me me some of your thoughts. I want to know. Must I? You must. Should they? We're going to destroy this film. So if you really loved it, maybe stop listening now. Yeah, that's our other trigger warning. (laughs) So usually I'll like leave a movie and be like, yeah, okay, that was good. And then read things online that tell me why I'm wrong. And then I'll start agreeing with it as like I'm bad at analyzing movies while I'm watching them. Ten minutes into this movie, I I was done. And I don't know if this is specific to the queer community, but the fact that the first murder is a stereotypical, flamboyant, angry gay man was so backwards and old and bad that that being the establishing scene of this movie completely just put me in a bad mood for the rest of the movie. Yeah. To the point where, like, usually when I watch a movie, I'm like, suspension of disbelief, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, I'll be like, ah, whatever, I'm not even thinking about cinematic or anything like that. They immediately made me go into, like, like reviewer mode. Yeah, hypercritical, like, yeah. yeah. It's like, fuck you, I'm gonna judge everything about your stupid goddamn movie now. Yep. So, in case you haven't seen it, the movie opens with a bunch of kids doing the, like, squirt water into a clown's mouth Yeah, game. they're at a carnival. Yeah, and there's a guy, there's an adult sitting with them, and he's, like, all cool and does it real good and then gives the doll to a, a little girl that he just won. 
and it's cute and it's nice. And then you find out he's gay and him and his boyfriend. And it's like, oh, cute and nice. And, and I'm like, oh, sick. This is awesome. Yeah. Like maybe one of these is Eddie or something Which like that. They definitely made it seem like he was because the guy even had an inhaler. Yeah. And you're like, oh, sick. They're super progressive. Eddie grew up to be a gay guy and his conflict isn't going to be being gay. It's going to be going back to Derry. But it turns out it's just nobody. It's just two randos. Yep. And one of them lived in Derry. And of course they get marginalized and people attack them and the one of the gay guy gets married or gets murdered and thrown into a river and eaten by Pennywise, which immediately is bad writing because that's just bury your gaze, which is super shitty. I hate that trope. trope. Yeah. Like we made a, the only gay character, or I guess spoilers, it's not the only gay character, but we made a gay character that dies and that's our big, that's basically like fridging our women. Yep. Motivating someone through the death of a marginalized group. But not only that, but they had to make him so stupid that he didn't deserve to be alive. Yeah. His partner is saying, like, just let it go. Like, yeah, let's we, go. We, we can go home to the city and everything will be all right. Where and imagine, imagine how much more powerful it would have been. Like, still, I don't bury your gaze, but... If both of them were like, it's fine, like, we're going to, like, Yeah, chill like, please don't hurt us or whatever. And just, like, leave you alone. I mean, it still would have been stupid, yeah. but at least... It would have been better than, oh, fight me, fight me. Yeah, like, literally, they're attacked by, like, five jacked dudes with knives, and the flamboyantly gay guy is like, oh, you fucking idiots, you smell so bad. <laughs> and then even when he gets punched, he's like, oh, you punch your mom with that mouth or whatever? I don't remember. Yeah, it's just bad. And it's like extremely violent and stupid and badly written and offensive. And in the book, apparently. And the director openly said, like, we had to put this scene in the book because, or we had to put the scene in this movie because it's in the book and we want to blah, 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 You know what else was in the book? Uh, A flying fucking turtle. Yeah, and all the kids fucking in the sewer. Which they didn't th- put that in. They did not include in the first movies, which means that they care more about showing... The or preserving the sanctity of children than fucking murdering gay people. <sighs> yeah. So fuck this movie almost immediately. Yep. I saw a lot of queer people uh, on Twitter commenting about this scene, and the queer community is a bit divided. Mostly they're on your side, but there are also a few people who liked having it in the movie just as representation. I mean, if it, if all you get is scraps, then every fucking fallen toast is a gem from God. Yeah. Wow. That was very well put. <laughs> Uh, but the big thing that I saw a lot of people saying, strangers, I just looked up the hashtag it chapter two the weekend that we had seen it. Oh yeah. Was that people were like instantly terrified in their own theater, in their seat. Because oh, that like people would People go- around them were like, ew, when the guys were oh. kissing and like, fuck this at the screen. And p- cheering while they were getting murdered. Basically. Wow. Yeah. That's a good sign that your town sucks. Come to Vancouver. I mean, yeah. I mean. I, that was the good thing is no one in the theater was like, ooh, gross. Yeah. Everybody was like calm and waiting for the shoe to drop. But like, I don't know. Like, that's how you start your fucking movie is with throwing a gay dude off a like. Ah, fuck. They did a good job of making it seem like they were in love. Like the guy. The, yeah. The boyfriend yeah. was genuinely heartbroken. Very. Incredibly. Yeah. And then he like runs down and he sees Pennywise and like. What were we supposed to get from that? Were we supposed to be re-reminded that Pennywise can like manipulate the minds of weak people? I guess. But you there's so many other things that come up in the movie later that Yeah. It doesn't it's not necessary. They didn't have to start it like that. The movie brings back the bully from the first one in a way of presenting that he's able to manipulate the minds of weak people. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. So fuck that whole scene. That was garbage. 
That was my first point. I liked it. Do you it was want a some very more great points? point. Yes, give me more. My next one's positive because I knew that as soon as I started on that tangent, my blood would start boiling. <laughs> um, who is it? Bill Hader and Jane James Ransom. Who is I kept, that? I kept calling him James Ransom. Uh, he's the guy that plays Eddie. Oh yeah. So yeah. what is it? Eddie and uh, Richie. Richie. Eddie and Richie stole the goddamn show. Heck yeah. Yeah. So it's not that James McAvoy, Jessica Chastain, and Xavier something aren't good actors. I think it's just that their characters were written in a very specific way that they probably weren't given a lot of leeway to yes. bring themselves into it. Don't even talk about women representation yeah. in this movie. <laughs> that'll oh, be your, man. That'll be in your section. <laughs> um, but I think that Bill Hader and James Ranson were definitely given more leeway. They did great. They were so good. They brought so much like humor and brevity, but also like genuine like horror like I feel like Eddie's character goes through such a interesting character arc while still still having like this awkward like neuroses comedy to it he gets stabbed in the face and then like hides and then stabs the uh, the, the, kill, the, the the bully in the stomach. Yes. And then his reaction is like to sh- awkwardly shimmy out of the bathroom and then Hi. be like, guys, I got stabbed in the face. <laughs> Someone help me. And like Eddie's character, clearly Bill Hader got just like carte blanche to do improv. Oh man. To the point where like the jokes actually felt good. Where I feel like Finn Wol- a lot of Finn Wolfhard's jokes seemed a little bit forced, but he was also supposed to be a dumb kid with bad sense of humor, so it kind of yeah, made sense. Yeah, But like Bill Hader's comedy just felt like he was bringing himself to the role. Which does make sense too, because that character arc is like from kid to adult, not the adult's arc, is that he becomes a professional comedian. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, funnily enough, he doesn't write his own material. Um, but he's still kind of like I am, where every moment deserves a good joke. Yes, exactly. And so I really connected with him. And counter to the bad, bad intro, his character slowly being revealed that he's actually gay and was always in love with Eddie since they were kids Yeah, was actually kind of a heartwarming story arc. Oh, I love that. It was, oh, it was so, I wish they focused more on that. Yeah. Of all the things that they spent so much time on this movie of like fluff and like pointless narrative and like reiteration of so much of the first movie. Oh, yeah. They could have done so much more with things that were very pertinent to this part of the story. I also like, I don't know if I'm right in this, but I felt like it was very well done in the sense that like Eddie wasn't gay. It was just Richie loved him since it, he was, they were children. Yeah. But his biggest fear was coming out, which shocker, apparently coming out in Derry gets you murdered real quick. Yeah. And he never does come out. No, he never comes out. He never tells anybody. And Eddie dies, which like still burying, not burying your gaze because he wasn't gay. It was but like, that's fridging. Yeah, it's, it is fridging. But then like ah! he, and he, I don't know. I kind of, I just, I think that was probably, I think Richie was probably my favorite developed character. Oh yeah, by far. Definitely. Uh, I love James McAvoy. Mm-hmm. I think he was my favorite actor. Like going into this movie, I'm like, oh yeah, James McAvoy's in it. Like I can't wait to see his scenes. He didn't have that much to work with. No. But I'm glad that they actually focus more on Richie and his story. He had like the perfect like hero's journey. Yeah. Like the moment he hears about what the the mission is, he denies it, and then when he crosses that threshold of actually be, like going into it. It's it's because of like Eddie and it's because he's trying to defend his friends and stuff like that. Yeah. And because of Stanley and going and remembering the bar mitzvah scene of Stanley. Which was also very, very cool. Mm-hmm. 
I loved th- that Stanley was, he self-admitted how weak he was. Yeah. And then they show, as an adult, and then they show that moment of him becoming a man at his bar mitzvah and how strong he was to just like walk the fuck out. Yeah, it is like, Ugh. it's interesting that like Stanley was strong enough to admit that he wasn't strong enough to be Exactly, Pennywise. it's so much strength. And that he would have been a detriment. Whereas Eddie was too weak to fight Pennywise, but wasn't strong enough to admit that he was too weak to fight Pennywise. And he did find the courage with the help of his friends. Yeah, which is the point of the Losers Club, basically. Yes. Is that you're all individually shit, but together you are you make something strong. The story is so good. Why did you butcher it so bad? I don't know. <sighs> I don't rightly know. Just, uh, just give me your next, uh, your ne- not fact, your next thought. Uh, Put me out of my misery. So, speaking of Pennywise, I think it was a detriment that they didn't have more of him. Ah. One of my trivia facts that I'm going to now replace with another one is that there was literally only 10 minutes of Pennywise in this movie. Really? In almost three hours of movie, there was only 10 minutes of the villain. Which is like all at the end, basically. Yeah. And then you think of It Chapter One, and it's like, sure, there was a lot of just the Losers Club stuff, but like- the establishment of Pennywise's character is like so prominent in that first movie. Mm-hmm. You get to see Bill Skarsgård really like embody that character. Whereas in this one, I feel like they, in a weird twist of fate, they assume that you remember Pennywise a lot, even though they also assume that you don't remember who the fuck any of the main characters are. And nothing about basically anything of the previous movie besides Pennywise. So to rectify that, they continuously just show clips from the previous movie. Yeah. Sorry, clips of the same movie that happened 10 minutes ago. In the scene at the very end when they like crawl through the cave to get to Pennywise's like inner sanctum, and then they need to escape. And Beverly's like, hey, remember that cave system we crawled through? And then it shows a fucking clip <laughs> 10 seconds ago of them c- crawling through that cave that they had prominently featured. It's like, are you? do they think we're either too stupid or too scared to remember? It's my biggest faux pas of movies is to not trust your audience. Oh, and they don't. I don't think they thought we were older than two. Yes, exactly. Which just puts such a bad taste in my mouth as a watch, as a viewer. It was very, very bad to watch. And Blah. like, I would have just wanted more Bill Skarsgård eating the fucking scenery. Just just chewing that, that whole scene. Not eating gay people, though. I mean, I could have gone... Without him deflating like a little balloon, that part kind of sucked to me. It was kind of cute. Because <laughs> his whole thing was he feeds on the fear and then becomes this giant spider creature. Yeah. So the idea that they're not afraid of him, he deflates into just this ridiculous looking piece of shit. But I also could have gone without the giant CGI spider Pennywise. Yeah. That looked horrible. It was pretty bad. It basically turned into like a bad, like, what's the the fourth? Indiana Jones movie with Shia LaBeouf. Oh, Crystal... Crystal Skull. Skull, yeah. It turned into... like There was literally a shot where like the Losers Club are pressed up against the stone wall, and they're like, what are we going to do to beat Pennywise? And I'm like, is this a fucking adventure show? <laughs> is, this a, is this goddamn Indiana Jones and the adventure of Shia LaBeouf? It was... It's just that whole... Like, uh, uh, it's so bad. Which just brings me, are you, is, that, is that your last point? Yeah, I don't have any other points about this bad movie. Great, because that was such a great segue into mine, which is basically based on the CGI. But also, before I even get to the terrible CGI of the children. 
because they cannot plan their scheduling of filming at all. Yeah, they don't know how to make movies. Um, first of all, why are the kids even in this film? The, like, Basically, they could have been cut entirely. Like, give us the 10-minute recap of the first movie. Because I do understand when you make sequels, you have to... Part of your audience will be people who did not see the first movie. Yeah. So you need to give a bit of backstory. So that's okay. But then let it go. Like, so many of the scenes that were in this did not need to be in no. it. The no. moment that they had of the uh, clubhouse was cute, and I liked their bonding to see that they were friends outside of just the Pennywise attack of the first film. But they ruined it wholeheartedly <laughs> with how they used computer graphic images and like altered all the kids' voices. Yes. Okay, so incredibly distracting. Richie's voice was so high. So high. Oh, And Eddie talks God. like this. He was like, hey, hey, hey guys, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that we're in this uh, club now and I found this thing. And bah, 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 bah. Oh, I, I dropped it. I'm going to go get this thing. I'm going to pick it up. Oh, I can't pick it up. It's too dirty. Exactly. He sounds like a chipmunk because he's been so sped up. Yeah. And like. <sighs> and it was so bad. And uh, what's his name? Ben, his face looked awful. Because, ben and Richie. Both be- of them. Because apparently the actor who plays Ben grew like nine inches between movies. So they got a body double and then like posted his face onto it. That's what it was? I would assume it looked fucking garbage. It was terrible. The only one they didn't have to edit was Bev because she's a lady. Yeah. And Bill, they didn't really edit that much either. He looks pretty young still. I think they did a tiny bit, but not too much that was distracting. But they had to get rid of Finn's giant Adam's apple. And his giant jawline because he's like an adult now, basically. And the fact that he's nine feet tall now. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, why not just say that the kids stayed in Derry for, like, a few years and this was them as, like, teenagers? Yes. Or here's an idea. Film your movie that's going to start immediately after the first one ended, after you finish filming the first yeah, one. Yeah, film some cursory scenes. And, like, if you need more, I don't know, have it's stand-ins already, to do ADR. It's already been done. Lord of the Rings had to do this. Like, just... Ugh. You know what else Lord of the Rings did? It started by recapping the last movie as it flies over mountains and echoes of the last movie radiate through the landscape. Ah. And then nothing else after that. Yes. Hey, That's what I'm saying. If I have to watch the Losers Club cut their palms <laughs> one more fucking time, I'm going to lose it. They showed it like eight times. God damn it. Hey, did you know that Bev and... Richie or Eddie or Bill or whatever the fucking stutter kid Bill. kissed at one point. Whoa, had no idea. Hey, sorry, just want to just want to interrupt real quick. Did you know Bev <laughs> and and Bill kissed at one point? Whoa. Cool. Enjoy the rest of your movie. I'm I'm not gonna interrupt you again. I thought you were gonna do it one more time. I was ready for it. No. Um, and then hold up one sec. <laughs> Did you know that Bev and Bill kissed at one point? Okay, cool. We're going to take a moment to talk about our sponsors and socials. This episode of Drinking and Screaming is brought to you by Sons of Vancouver Distillery. They're an amazing distillery in North Van, and when we met with them, they just wanted to help us out, so no salesy stuff is needed. Go buy their amazing products. You'll float too. (laughs) (laughs) Drinking, I'm not doing the rest of it. No, no, no. Drinking and Screaming is made possible through the awesome support of our patrons. Thanks to everyone who's currently a patron, you are the best. We have some super cool rewards on there for helping us out, including uh, bonus episodes, original drink recipe cards, a cocktail recipe book, and even some Discord titles and colors. 
Also, we have three new reviews. If you review us, we'll definitely read it aloud on the episode. Thanks so much to Demi World, who rated us five stars and said, Great chemistry. I love drinking and screaming. I can't watch horror movies. My imagination runs wild for days afterward, and I'm an adult who still sleeps with a nightlight. Nice. But I love to listen to people chat about things they love, especially if they have great chemistry. And Char and Kelly do. Aw, thanks. No. Do you want to read the next one? Uh, yes, and I keep accidentally slipping into the Pennywise voice. <laughs> Although it's kind of turning into the old man from Kung Pao. Oh, I have a wound there. Don't Panic Llama rated us five stars and said, Drink and scream with these folks. Char and Kelly clearly don't mind drinking and being scared, and they're so much fun to listen to. Their drinks and movie discussions are deliciously entertaining, and I look forward to hearing about the movies I'm too scared to watch. Check them out today. A lot of, big theme of people not being able to watch scary movies. <laughs> I appreciate it. Kim from the Dark Roast Pod rated us five stars and said, Drink, scream, repeat. Char and Kelly are charming hosts with fantastic chemistry. They give a comprehensive movie review complete with trivia. It is endlessly entertaining. The cocktail of the week is always unique. Definitely give a listen. Oh, I get it. It rhymed. Ha! Nice. And you know what's actually really cool is all three of those reviews, I'm pretty sure, are from Lady Podcasters. Support your feminist podcasters, my friends. I had something there that I was going to do in Pennywise voice, but I couldn't think of anything. It's okay. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Drink and Scream, Twitter at Drink underscore Scream, and you can email us at drinkingandscreaming at gmail.com. Make sure to rate us on iTunes so that we can help new listeners find us. It will really help us out. And if you leave a review, we will also read it out. Maybe... I'll find another movie where I can slightly impersonate the villain and read read your review in that voice. Um, For now, we have a Discord server, but we are using our partner, Super Hopped Up Server, so you can check out bit.ly slash hopped up Discord for that. And now, back to the podcast. Georgie? why the kids were even in this movie why were the kids in this fucking movie this editor what what is in your brain i need to know because not 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 some good not some good pacing there no, my friend it's so bad so i did some research because i was like is this a new editor no they it's such a high anticipated like, yeah, movie sure it's a very anticipated movie and obviously they're not going to take bets on a new person in the industry so they Used, I looked it up, they used Jason Ballantine, who directed, the or not directed, he was the editor for the first It, the first of the re- revamp, and he also did Great Gatsby and Mad Max, so he loves to edit very long movies in general. Yeah. <laughs> but there was just so much that could have been chopped, so much. The Chinese restaurant, why did we really need that? It was a fine it scene, was but there were parts of it that we didn't need. I think... I think it could the movie could have started much closer to the Chinese restaurant. Why did we need Mike calling every single loser to be like, you gotta come back to Derry? I don't know what happened in Derry. Why do we need to see every fucking child in Derry die? Like, did they think that we're gonna forget who Pennywise is because he's only in it for ten minutes? So we yep. need to show scenes of him killing children? And then the whole like uh Hey, so hold up though. Did you know that Bev and Bill kissed when they were kids? Oh, thanks. I forgot. Yeah, good. <laughs> and then all the kids stuff again, which I 
I did some research again because I was like, why are you doing this? Why are you shoving the kids at us so much? Because in the book, it's flipped back and forth. Yeah, even in the miniseries, it's back and forth. It's integrated well. Instead, for these films, they decided when they did It Chapter 1 to just have the kids. Yes. So then It Chapter 2, just have the following adults. that would just be the adults. But no, they did not do that. And I think, and it's not just my idea. It's I've uh, I took I stole this from a read bunch of other other uh, opinions of people, which I was I agreed with once I read it. Was that they just can't rely on the chemistry of their adult cast. Mm. They're all great actors, but they don't have the camaraderie that the teens had. And almost in a way that it's not due to actor skill or anything. It's mostly due to just the coming of age story and seeing them all grow together. Yeah. The idea of them being strangers and coming back to fight Pennywise isn't as strong of a narrative. But like, I don't know, reestablishing your friendship after being estranged is such like a it's such a good story for millennials to like latch onto because we are all estranged. Like we make really good friends when we're kids or even like previously in life and then don't talk to our friends for a while. And then when we reconnect, it's like, do you have that awkward friendship where it's like, hey, what have you been up to or whatever? Or do you immediately jump into your like in jokes? And they could have combined a bunch of those. Yes. These uh, it's like I kind of equivalent it to is equivalent a word. I'm making it a word now. Yes, it's equivalent now. (laughs) Of when, I don't know if you've done this, but I used to go to summer camp every summer. and um, (laughs) I was poor. (laughs) (laughs) But when I would go, it would mostly be, I went to musical theater, girl guide camp. That's a thing? (laughs) Yeah. What a niche. (laughs) I talked about it in our Friday the 13th episode a bit. Not the musical theater part, but anyways, every year that we would go back, we would instantaneously get back into the groove because that's what camp friends do. It doesn't matter if they, a friend hasn't been there for like five years. As soon as you see them again, you're like, oh yeah, let's whatever, do the same, which I feel like they were at that level of friendship of childhood friendship. And you see that through the Chinese restaurant scene, I feel. Like, yeah. they, they come together, they're immediately making jokes about fucking each other's moms and how Ben used to be fat. And, like, I thought that was strong. And even if the rest of the movie kind of had them awkward and estranged that they, as they try to discover themselves, I think that that still is strong and you should trust that people are going to want to watch a narrative about that. Yeah, and like exactly. The, the kids' one is, like, coming of age, working together... Whereas the adult one is figuring your shit out because they're you're at the age where you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. And Pennywise plays on that fear of like, oh, you're a secret gay man. <laughs> yes. Hello, Hello, Eddie. Which brings me greatly to my next point. I loved that they focused on the fears of the uh, losers as adults. Mm-hmm. I liked seeing all the changes of how the fears were so not basic but very i don't know primitive it's more interpretive i think is what the idea was is that pennywise likes attacking kids because it's like i'm afraid of, oh clown spider uh that picture in my uh synagogue yeah. of a scary looking lady whereas mm-hmm. adults are like i'm afraid of am i being loved by people do people even like being around me yes uh what if i grow old and i never have kids and i don't pass on the knowledge that i've learned throughout these years and then i die and then my entire spirit and everything i've learned just drifts off into the ether and i feel like with this plot it it's hard okay the women representation in this film is absolute garbage oh there were women in this movie yeah okay so there are three ladies one is uh bill's wife who mm-hmm. is an absolute bitch. Yes. Uh, and she's only in it for like, let's say 15 seconds. Then there's Eddie's wife, who is played by the same person who Damn plays it. his mom. 
That was another one. Oh, sorry. That was one of my travias. Yeah. And it's like, ha ha, he married his mom. I mean, that is a, okay, that's a valid joke. It's another angry fat lady. But then, exactly. And they just go into like, every joke is fat shaming this woman. Because obviously, women only exist and have value if they're beautiful and skinny and they don't talk. And Mm -hmm. they have the ability to shed a single tear like Jessica Chastain. (laughs) She's like a fucking anime character. Ah! (laughs) Oh, yeah, I did see the moon glisten in the tear that fell down her face. It's. And that's the thing that really bothers me is that, okay, they did, they have their token female character in this movie, but she doesn't really do anything. Like she is part of defeating it with her band of men. Yeah. But her whole, their, her fear, which I understand, like I've, I'm a survivor of sexual assault and I know that the idea of that taking over your whole life can be a huge issue. And I'm glad that that got some screen time, but it's also sad that their only female character her whole narrative is surrounded by i want I, I want men to love me yeah and i've been destroyed because of abuse and now i don't know what to do and like and even her plot with the losers is like which one do i choose ben or bill exactly then she becomes a romance token again and literally her like victory scene is i'm just a i'm just a show wife on i'm a, a boat. housewife on a boat yeah, yeah. great the thing i've always wanted to be this guy this kid wrote me a poem when he was 10 and now he's been pining over me, tipping his, his fedoras. Life. Yeah, he got he got hot because I didn't love him yet. Yeah, I'm mad, and that's a, like. Ugh. Oh, there was another lady in the movie. Oh, the grandma. No, the little girl. That's like, I don't like you, Pennywise. You're fucking scary, and you're in the dark corner. And she, he's like, but then it's like how oh. he manipulates yeah. her. Yes, t- t- you are you're right on the verge. Go ahead. Oh, you don't like me because I'm ugly. I know what it's like to be ugly, and she's got like a birthmark on her face. Yeah, let's and manipulate it's... her oh, to feel oh, bad. Oh, you're just for like me. all the rest of them. Tip my fedora. You have to be nice to me, little girl. I'm so sick of society telling women that we have to be nice. Yeah, give me a hug. No. <laughs> be bitches have I, some I thought, self-worth i thought it was smart when she's like you're a dude in a dark corner exactly I'm, I'm gonna leave now and that was cool and then it's it should be like but you think i'm ugly and it's like yeah i don't care i'm gonna go watch baseball with my shitty mom now <laughs> yep and then it should the narrative should have been like pennywise being like oh god i can't get these zoomers they're all <laughs> they're all playing Fortnite. i need to get into that Fortnite." My, your biggest fear is running out of phone battery, isn't it? Jesus. Hello it's there, cut deep for me. For someone that hates Fortnite so much, you certainly know a lot about it. I know it's on phone and that kids play it? What's phone? A phone? It's on a phone? P-H-O-N-E, a s- cellular device? You play Fortnite on a phone? You can. See? This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> I work in the games industry. I should probably know that. I think I'm done. I think that was my only thing. Yeah, that was it. I like how we had almost no positive things about this movie. No. I did, uh, one of my little things was I did love Bill Hader and James McAvoy. Mm. Um, but you talked so much about how great Bill Hader was, so, yeah. All right, so last week we asked everyone to give us submissions for what we should call our last segment, for all our trivia, etc., And we got a, quite a few good submissions. I really love the nightcap submission Ooh, because it's at the good. end of an episode and we always did it before bed in real life. But my favorite submission, and Kelly agrees with me. I do. I do. <laughs> it's me, Pennywise, the dancing clown again. Ah! Is Scaredy Facts. 
Scaredy facts is real good. I like that one. So that's what we're doing. We're doing our scaredy facts section. It's like scaredy cats, but facts. Do you get it? Huh? Do you get it? Stop it. I know your biggest fear is people not getting your jokes. Give me some give me some fun facts. And tell me the story about why we do it. So we made this segment because every time that Shar and I will watch a movie, we will lay in bed and go on IMDb and read the trivia section. And it chapter two is no exception, even though it came out like a week ago and most of the facts are like, Did you know this actress in it? Whoa. Did you did you know that Stephen King was in it? That's one of my facts. Do you have a I fact think. about all the Meg Ryan references? I have a fact about the Meg Ryan reference. There's oh, it's quite a, a few. It's a chain reference. Never mind. So yes, two references. Good. Anyways, my first fact, because honestly, the fact section of this was fucking desolate. As it usually is with the new films. Um, Bill Hader had a lot of trouble acting in this movie because it's his first horror movie. Oh. And his his natural inclination when he's scared is to start smiling. So I would want to watch it through again and watch his character and see if like every time his character gets scared, he just kind of smiles. But like he had trouble looking scared because it just looked like he was happy all the time. That's funny. That's so cool. I don't I don't get scared. I get anxious and, and quiet. So I don't know how I would act in a horror movie. I mean, most actors, you like to rely on your own substitution. Yeah, there are two paths you can take. You can do a completely external on the internal. So put on what you think would be the scared face, the scared uh, body body language. Mm. Um, or you can do the I am scared feeling and allow that to affect your body. That's fair. So it goes either or. But I wonder if he couldn't do that because his way of feeling scared doesn't yes, outwardly appear. Yes, makes the happy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he has to do the opposite. Interesting. My other, my second fact is the Stephen King one. So he actually did a cameo. He was the shopkeeper at the store where Bill buys his bike back, which was cool. There was a few things with about that scene that are really interesting. Tell me. Uh, so there's a running gag that Bill can't write endings to his books. Yes. Which Stephen King has always been notoriously bad at doing. So oh. it was a jab at him. That's funny. Yeah, because apparently when you're writing a book on Coke, it eventually wears out and your end of your book is like, I don't I don't know. <laughs> They're happy now. The I end. Guess. The end. And he was drinking, I want to say mat mate or something like that. He was drinking something that was important in a mug that's important. Wow. I lost the whole thread of this trivia fact. Anyways, that's it. That's my trivia fact. Stephen King sat in a shop with a bunch of fucking references around him. Great. And that was the high point of his career. <laughs> hey, did you know that Eddie's mom and his wife play, were played by the same character? Oh my gosh, I had no idea. Yeah, thank, thank you. <laughs> okay, this is a weird one. And again, another Bill Hader one. So during the final battle, Richie calls Pennywise a sloppy bitch. Okay. <laughs> Which is a reference to an interview of Bill Hader on Conan, where Hader revealed that he would call his friend that when he beat him at GoldenEye. GoldenEye, the James Bond, yes. Nintendo yes. 64. So for some... <laughs> and that must have been improvised, because like Pennywise is sitting there all shriveled up, and Bill, and Richie calls him a sloppy bitch. Yeah. Which, out of nowhere, I was like, what the fuck? There's also uh, Pennywise in the first one says, beep, beep, Richie, at one point. Yep. And then I believe it's Beverly... In the second one, maybe a couple people actually say beep beep Richie as well. In the book, that's what they tell Richie when they want him to fucking shut up. 
Oh. Yeah. And it's used a lot more, but in the movie, is it was just a one-off thing that Pennywise says in the first one. Oh, okay. And then brought back as a reference in the second one. Interesting. It's literally them telling Richie to shut up. I teach children, those of you who do not know this about me, uh, I teach acting, singing, and dancing to young young, young kids. Yes. And um, I'm very aware now of how much... I tell kids to shut up. Nice. Not shut up. I no. Mean, no. No, no, <laughs> no. You're, you're twisting my words. Um, uh, the idea of how much that affects a person growing up, of mm. being told to shut up or like be quiet or whatever. Because kids talk a lot while you're teaching and it's very annoying. But to constantly be like, be quiet, be quiet. It just makes people not want to speak anymore as they grow up. It's huge. So I'm very aware of like never telling kids to be quiet. I always listen to what they say and then be like, let's focus on this now. Yeah, I think you're also supposed to like ask them for like permission for you to talk. Yes. Like, will you will you let me talk or something like yes. that? But in like a way that's almost like they're doing you a favor. A favor, basically. Yeah, or, like, we're all on the same team. It's like polite. Like, oh, I've, I've let you talk. Can you please, can I have my time to talk as well exactly Rather I start than every like, class before I even do any teaching every child gets to tell me a story nice. a one minute story about whatever they want and I always let it be whatever they want so they can it always is very diverse Miss Bear yesterday I was in my basement <laughs> and it was flooded and I saw my dead brother and a clown and he said you lied and I died and I thought that was bad I like when he said that we'll you'll float too you'll float too I thought it was a dumb choice on 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 the clown's part oh interesting yeah we didn't mention that but I think they were they literally were trying to get the like the the hype the phrase yeah because the first one was you'll float too and everyone was like fuck that's rad you'll float too you'll float too and in this one it was uh, Georgie telling Bill, you lied, I died. And I'm like, really? Really? Yeah. A crime? That's what you're going with, Pennywise? <laughs> Idiot. Uh, so this, since I removed a couple of facts from my trivia section, I want to include this kind of long one. All right. So the original actors who played the kids were asked who they would want to play their adult forms. Uh, so I'm just going to list off each of the actors that each of the kids said. Oh, cool. So Finn Wolfhard, who played Richie, said that he wanted Bill Hader to play him. Yay. Hey, guess, guess what, Finn? Uh, Sophia Lillis, who played Beverly, said that she wanted Jessica Chastain to play her. Hey. Hey. Uh Chosen Jacobs, who played Mike, said Chadwick Boseman. I mean, I mean, that's a that's a good choice, but not the right one. <laughs> I would have said Michael B. Jordan. He's hotter. Jack Dylan Grazer, uh, who plays Eddie, said that he would want Jake Gyllenhaal to play him. Oh, yeah. I could see them looking similar. I feel like he, Jake's a little too old. But he does have like that Nightcrawler neurosis kind of thing. And don't worry. They can put so much CGI. No one will ever know. That's true. Uh, Wyatt Olaf. Ol- Olaf? Who yeah. played Stanley, said that he wanted Joseph Gordon-Levitt to play him. I mean, Ovs. That would have been so good. I mean... He picked like the hottest <laughs> male actor that he could. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy Ray Taylor, who played Ben, said that he wanted Chris Pratt. Oh, that's right. I, I thought I thought you said he, he was playing. I him. did think that Chris Pratt was in it. I forgot that I had said that. So I don't know the actor's name who ended up playing Ben, and I don't recognize him from anything. Yeah. But yeah, I thought Chris Pratt was for the longest time, and then I forgot that I thought that. Uh, and Jaden Martell, who plays Bill, said that he wanted Christian Bale, which. Would have been. I think oh. Christian Bale also might be a bit too old. I mean, James McAvoy was the best, so. Yeah. I'm glad that didn't happen. 
Uh, so Finn and Sophia's were the only ones that were actually cast. I think there was also talks of Idris Elba playing Mike, which I also think that he's might be too old. Mm. So I think they, I think the cast that they picked was really good. Yeah, they did. A, it was a good ensemble. They just made it too long. They did make it too long. Uh, I think you, I'm, I'm ready for your final thought. My final thoughts. Tell me what they are. Yeah. So I didn't write my final thoughts because I wanted to talk with you and then see how I actually felt by the end of it. How do you feel? I feel like it's really disappointing that there was so much potential to this movie. Like we just talked, we had six uh, talking points between us and none of them were positive. Yeah. Even though that there were positive things in this movie. Like I thought that the CGI that they used for the, like the dream sequences where he looks into the like dead, like capturing device or whatever were really well done. I thought there were some really choice scenes, like you said. The grandma the where, scene. The grandma scene was awesome. So good. Like the fact that all we harped on was the bad stuff means that overall the movie was very bad. And I really liked the first It. I think the first It is very good. And the fact that for whatever reason, they didn't feel confident enough to rely on the actors to like carry chapter two is extremely disappointing. I don't know. It's <laughs> it was, it's It's that worst thing where it's like you can have a bad movie, or you can have one that had potential and squandered it. And I think the second one is so much worse that like it's just it was disappointing to leave it chapter two, knowing what that movie could have been. I almost think they should have combined the two, but I don't want the first one to change. Yeah. I want the first one, or I have ne- I want to have never had the first one and instead get one movie that combines the best scenes of both of them. Oof. Just like the miniseries. A lofty goal. Like apparently this movie was it one and two are only like two hours longer than the miniseries, I think. And I think you and I could probably easily come up with two hours of scenes to cut yep. from these movies. Yep. Chop, 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 chop. I think we could get the second one down to a tight 30 minutes. <laughs> I really wanted more from this film. I watched the first one right before watching the second one, which was a giant <laughs> waste of my time because they repetitively explained everything multiple times. Hey, question. Did you know that Bev and oh Bill God. kissed? Shut up. <laughs> but something I did love about this uh, movie watching experience was that we got to go on an opening and we went at a time where like all the true fans would go. So we got to see a lot of dressed up people as Pennywise and just clowns in general. And we even bought the a pop figure of Pennywise. Oh, yeah. He's holding cute. his I heart dairy balloon. He's on our shelf now. It's the best part of that movie. Yeah. Is that pop figure we bought? <laughs> and we bought that before we even sat down to watch <laughs> the movie. I would watch this on Netflix, but this definitely fell short for me, which was extra disappointing considering how groundbreaking the first chapter was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the fans weren't that great. I had one girl sitting behind me dressed up in Pennywise outfit, kicking my chair. Damn it! And then there was a couple people behind us talking the entire movie, so... I do hate that. Usually fans of movies are a good example of who to who to emulate, but these ones weren't great. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if it was be, would be good on Netflix, because like the... The CGI was probably the only reason to go to the movie, and even that was bad, so hmm. maybe a plane. Oh, yeah. It's long enough. Heck, oh, go to England. And it would be shorter, too, because they would cut a lot of the scenes <laughs> for the plane, and it would probably be better. be like a two-hour movie. They'd probably take out the naked grandma, though. Damn it. But you say you didn't even want to see her. 
Uh, well, that's because the trailer was there. Mm. No, like the when she's naked before she turns into the oh, I see the Wendigo. Yeah. Well, this has been it, Chapter Two, a movie about walking into a theater and being extremely disappointed. I tried to make it more scary, but apparently I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Next week we'll be watching Ten Cloverfield Lane, and we have a lovely special guest. Ooh. And remember, always scream responsibly. Uh, Bye! <laughs> I don't think it screams, so I don't know. <laughs>